Hello. <laughs> so, we're going to start uh, with paying our respects to the shrine. Excuse my back. And uh, so this begins, we'll, on page eight, if you'd like to join me, join us with the introductory chanting, which we'll do in, um, let's start, do it in English, page eight and the top of page nine. Okay. The Blessed One, the Lord, who fully attained perfect enlightenment to the teaching which he expounded so well, and to the blessed one's disciples who have practiced well, to these the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha, we render with offerings our rightful homage. It is well for us that the blessed one having attained liberation, still had compassion for later generations. May they simple offerings be accepted for our long-lasting benefit and for the happiness it gives us. The Lord, the perfectly enlightened and blessed one, I render homage to the Buddha, the blessed one. The teaching so completely explained by him, I bow to the Dhamma. The Blessed One's disciples who have practiced well, I bow to the Sangha. Now let us pay preliminary homage to the Buddha, homage to the Blessed Noble, perfectly enlightened one, Homage to the blessed, noble, and perfectly enlightened one. Homage to the blessed, noble, perfectly enlightened one. Oh, hello. <laughs> Good evening. 
How's the sound? My sound. Am I good? Yeah, great. So let's just take a few moments, checking in. Welcoming, welcoming ourselves into the space Take a look around, welcoming everyone to this particular situation. Here we are, what it takes to welcome. Welcome yourself. Welcoming yourself into a retreat, into refuge. Things that we can say and things that have been said and things that will be said uh, seemingly innumerable, countless, and uh, maps of the path, maps of practice, systems, techniques. Probably you've read, heard a lot already. And uh, the main task here is to translate into direct experience. Maybe just a small piece of what can be said. Too much to say it all. Just take a small piece that's useful and translate into direct experience. And the small piece refuge this evening. Mm. 
maybe if we just learn to translate that uh, every day into direct experience, then a lot will have been accomplished just by that, translating that one word into something that's felt, known, lived in as a guide, as a place of stability, acceptance, spaciousness. So tonight I'd like to keep it simple. I imagine all your lives are complex, many things to think about and discuss and talk and sort out, and that's part of it. Uh, For this evening, really, our aim is to land, to arrive, a simple place of refuge. Try to feel it in your body, your muscles, your muscle tone. Are your hands taken refuge yet? Are they relaxed? Are they holding on to something that isn't there? Mm. Your face mm. making unknown presentation is to sense something that isn't there. Right now we can, you know, relax some of that, some of all that that happens in the complexities of our lives, the things we meet. Just imagine if something rather beautiful, essentially liberating, is going to meet each and every one of us. Mm. We're going to kind of begin to generate that that suggestion. Something can receive us. Something can we can unfold into all our complexities, all our thoughts and hopes and difficulties and physical stuff and life topics can be received by something. Refuge. Try to feel it in your body, in your back, in your shoulders, down your arms. Try to breathe refuge. Long, steady out breaths. But when I say try, I mean just get interested in that. Don't try to relax. <laughs> Just get interested in that possibility that, of that and mm, ask bits of your body, bits of your mind, bits of your heart, if they just time to, would they like to relax now? They feel there's not a lot of need to sort things out. Life is always unfinished. There's always, it's a constant loose end. It's never quite tied up, finished off. Can it, we let it be that way. 
just uh, shifting from all that uh, engaging doing, concerned planning, hoping, doubting, into acceptance, refuge. It's not necessarily the case there's anything particularly problematic happening for us. There may be particular problems or topics, maybe just nothing special. But once you start to uh, uh, just shift gear, like uh, step back a little from the activities of the mind, from the movement of time, from that urgencies and interests and feeling, what's it like, stepping back, like you just the, first of all, disengaging your intentions, just unhooking the intentions, that's the first thing, that means what we're going to act upon, what we're going to physically act upon, verbally act upon, even psychologically act upon, yeah. Maybe something about retreat. I think we should, you know, develop something or have a game plan or how's this going to go? Will I be able to manage this? We're not, you know, not in the evening. How's it? Topics can come up we feel we have to deal with or engage with or work out. You know, and just trying to just deliberately acknowledge any of that, make the conscious inclination. Is it possible to just not deal with that? It's just the Deal with it, the first thing, we just disengage. Uh Uh-huh, 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 ah, uh-huh. You know, it's that sense. And then emotionally, it's okay to feel this way. It's okay for this stuff to be kind of cooking away, bubbling away, however silly it may be, or not important, or not really, this isn't about retreat, is it? This is not really dhammic. Yeah, okay, uh-huh. Just withdrawing one's energy from that and instead putting energy into the quality of attentiveness, acceptance, it's an amazing movement movement of, uh, of disengaging sounds so kind of uh, dis, this is not a great suffix is it, prefix, so you know, dis, 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 I've been dissed, but it is uh, shifting from into something else and this is how the process of deepening and widening occurs deepening one's awareness, 
It happens quite naturally once you are no longer getting activated by the, the surface topics, which always seem to be the most important things until you disconnect from it. Wow, what's all that? Mm -hmm. Uh, Disconnecting, disengaging from the surface topics and deepening occurs and widening occurs. We get greater depth, we get greater span. Mm -hmm. Depth may be in fact be not very comfortable, so you feel tired, sleepy, woozy, mm. not so kind of irrational, because there's a lot of that irrationality in depth, yeah. strange feelings and so forth. Just uh-huh, disengaging, deepening, widening, deepening, letting it happen, refuge. Even the, all of this can be held within refuge. That movement of disengagement conscious, it's not a shunning, and it's not a denial, it's the disengagement of intention, of activation. At the same time you stay awake and present. And we begin to, in the process of deepening, sense the quality of awareness get interested in that. Awareness is refuge. Refuge is awareness. It's the most immediate refuge that we have. Is there an edge to awareness? Is it got a limit? As soon as you're aware of the edge, of the limit, that limit dissolves. Become aware of the sense of holding yourself or not wanting to see or feeling uncertain. And you widen. Awareness has no edges to it. But we keep imagining you know our edges are really what we feel we can accept what we feel we can handle a sense of uncertainty or lack of clarity so that's 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 the edge it's just a limitation at this present moment mm. 
really that's uh, an edge that can shift and change. Something that has no natural edge, no, no real center. What's the center of your awareness? What's center there? Is it a thought, mood, feeling, an energy, an uncertainty, vigor, hunger, wanting, not wanting, aspiring, struggling? It's changing, isn't it? Comes up in the center of it. Awareness has no center and no edge. It's really limitless. But all the time, what comes up within that take center stage could be anything just like a silly little song, ditty that we've got somewhere in our mind, could be a concern about ourselves, could be happy, could be distress, distressing. Take center, center stage. I am this, this is mine. This is my problem, my wish, my, 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 my. Mm. And how come it's changing all the time? So disengage from that. Doesn't see it as it is, know it as it is. Feeling energies, pictures and images. Just to cultivate like that, you're gonna find this mysterious quality called uh, faith, confidence, aspiration, something you want to and it's certainly not uh, a craving kind of wanting. It's not something that's hungry for pleasure. It's not something that's hungry for certainty. It's something urging to open up, urging to know, urging to get clear, urging to unravel, urging to release, mm. aspiring. And we take, we're into retreat can we just ask ourselves, can we even just sound that word, aspiration? What do I really aim for? Even if you can't get a word behind it, just note there is that tendency in the mind to aspire to what's better, to what's rewarding, to what's clearer, to what's calmer, to what's more loving. Whatever flavor it takes is that. Oh, aspiration. This is a place to find that, to remember that. Without aspiration, we're surely dead or zombies. <laughs> and uh, this quality can get buried. And we're just going to automatic, kind of moved along by life. So to remember the beauty is aspiration.
And from aspiration comes a kind of an energy. Seeking to do something. Seeking to establish something. Seeking to clear something. Seeking to come to terms with something. Seeking to get real. Seeking to, you know, what is it? energy. And follow that, it will bring to mind, bring the Dhamma into mind. These are the two cardinal features, the door openers, faith and energy. Confidence or aspiration and energy, these are the ones that open the door. As the Buddha himself commented, you know, wide open are the doors, the deathless for those who have, can aspire. Listen up, you know what I mean? And the energy comes behind that. Because of this, one begins to cultivate mindfulness collectedness and bring one's wisdom to bear in a useful way. So, but we'll begin with refuge and aspiration, recognizing, bearing in mind, however difficult it can be at times, it can be very difficult. Maybe something is trying to work itself out. Something is trying to, like, uh, splinters coming out, something difficult is coming out, just sweating it out, you know, maybe something clear is forming, and in this process of the mysterious way in which Dharma arises, because it really arises, you don't know it, because if you knew it, it wouldn't be Dhamma. It would just be another idea, another good idea. But it wouldn't really be the fresh arising Dhamma that happens here and now. It would be something we've rehearsed, remembered, you know, brought in. And uh, however good that is, that's like, um, that's canned, you know. <laughs> 